0: Hello and welcome to episode 64. In today's episode we're going to be looking at how we can get out of our own way when it comes to recovery because so often we self-sabotage ourselves and we, um, we stop ourselves from being able to, to get better and so I take a look at some of the classic things that, that people tend to do and how you can uh, stop doing them and you know obviously get out of your own way when it comes to your, your own recovery. If you are struggling with OCD and anxiety, then you can get a free session with me. All you need to do to to, to get that is to head over to my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com and there you can send me a message and uh, we can set that up. So off we go with today's episode. I really, uh, really hope you do find it helpful. And if you do, if you could subscribe and follow on Instagram um, at robertjamescoachinguk, that would be amazing. Many thanks piano When it comes to OCD and anxiety, our expectations on getting better are absolutely vital If we, um, if we have expectations that, where we believe that to be better we have to have zero symptoms we have to have you know, absolutely no bad thoughts or you know, no, um, no anxiety at all then we're going to set ourselves up unfortunately for, for failure because this is just not a valid approach we know that um, anxiety is a normal thing, and actually, the problem with uh, if you if you struggle with OCD is the fact that you know you're not allowing anxiety to be there. You're fighting with it. You're pushing it away, and you know I noticed because I was doing it myself for many years. And you know whenever we give up that battle, and whenever we have uh, an expectation of you know I am going to get better, but. There might be some days where you know the thoughts still come up or the um, discomfort in some form or another appears. When you have an expectation like that, it's much healthier. You know, you're able to accept you know difficult things when they do come up, and you're able to to live your life from a much uh, a much more positive um, mindset. Now, if you uh, if you listen to the the previous podcast, which is about perfection then you'll know all about what I'm going to talk about next and you know that is the expectation surrounding perfection because so often with OCD um, there is an element of perfection to it. We really believe that we have to you know completely work out this thought before we're able to move on and we have to have absolute certainty and again having that expectation of certainty is something that sets you up um, for failure because we can never get the absolute certainty that we want we can never get the perfection that we feel like we need and we don't need perfection at all and actually it's the absolute opposite you know what we want to start doing is you know in things where you know obviously there isn't any consequence I'm not asking you to not do your work you know perfectly You're you're going to obviously do it to the best of your abilities but in your life where there's things where there's no consequence if you don't do something Absolutely perfectly, why not do that from time to time? And you know, if you get some anxiety about that, that's okay. You can use that as a bit of a bit of an, a bit of an exposure to to practice your ability to tolerate that discomfort that you have around this. The next area um, is to, to get out of your own head. Now, this is absolutely true. When it, when it comes to OCD and anxiety, a big part of the problem is we tend to get completely stuck in our heads. We're overthinking, over-analyzing everything and, you know, a massive part of the work I do in, in um, acceptance commitment therapy is helping people to, to realize that, you know, when we get stuck in our heads... That is, you know, that is when we ruminate, that's when we overthink, that's when we make our, make ourselves feel sick with, you know, with thinking about things way too much. And unfortunately, you know, we, we live in a world where um, often thinking and, and using analytical skills are very well rewarded and are actually, you know, they are very good skills. Uh, no one could say that analytical thinking skills aren't helpful in many situations of course they are and in western society we use them all the time but unfortunately when it comes to mental health um, actually more thinking is you know tends to be the enemy it's the thing that's kind of got you stuck in the first place and actually often the best thing that you can do you know if you have Found yourself you know kind of going round in circles and thinking about something again and again and again if you've got to that point then often the best thing that you can do is to just stop with the thinking altogether because it's not going to get you out of the trap in fact it's just going to get you more and more stuck so what can you do instead how can you come into your body instead of being in your head well again this is where acceptance and commitment therapy is really good Um, you know you can use mindfulness kind of skills like anchoring techniques where you become aware of different things that you can see around you using the senses so you can actually reach out and touch something and try to notice how it feels try to really pay attention to the details about it because you know what you want to do in a way with all kind of uh, mindfulness um, techniques is bring a beginner's mindset to it where you're, you know, you're kind of believing or trying to make yourself believe that you've never seen this object before and try to notice new things about it and actually when we really look at things and pay attention to them it's remarkable um, how you can notice new things about these everyday objects And, you know, if you just do that for a few minutes, you may notice that, you know, you're no longer obsessing about this thing. And you're able just to, you know, refocus your attention back onto whatever you were doing before you got triggered by the thought. Um, That's one example. Uh, Another example, and, you know, this is one of my personal favorites, is, you know, tuning into your values, You know, thinking about what you value in that situation, um, you know, instead of focusing on the rumination and really, really getting involved in that thing, really focusing um, in on it and, you know, trying to be in the moment doing that activity. The more you can be in the moment, the easier you're going to find it to be in your body and not stuck in your head ruminating. Um, The next thing is, um, you know, is kind of give up. Um, the the search for for reassurance and again reassurance is you know it's probably the most common um, of all the compulsions because reassurance you know it's quite sneaky it can take many different forms there's the obvious forms which is you know speaking to your friends asking them what they think about something maybe asking you know your family that's like the more obvious reassurance seeking Um, you know then we have going on to Google and again maybe that's fairly obvious as well but then there's the more subtle kind of forms of reassurance and that is literally you know the kind of circular um, rumination that we do so often you know when we have a thought that we don't like for whatever reason we start um, trying to find some certainty that that thought is wrong that that thought uh, won't ever happen or that there's no way that you're ever going to lose control whatever it is and you know that again that is just reassurance and recognizing that getting into the habit of really trying to write down you know what your obsessions are and so you can start seeing them a bit more objectively and also seeing what the patterns are will really help you uh, to be able to identify you know what things are reassurance um, because with um, you know what is generally termed pure O OCD, you know the reassurance that you look for is often in that ruminating. So you know trying to observe that and trying to notice what are the thoughts that you're uh, that you're trying to get reassurance with, um, and if you do notice that you're doing that, then try to stop it and try to do something else. But remember, with thinking. Trying to stop the thinking is definitely not the way forward. It's just going to make things worse. And, you know, have a little think about what I was just saying um, back then, just uh, two seconds ago about, you know, uh, refocusing your attention on your values or coming into the present moment using mindfulness skills or anchoring techniques. Um, Now, another really important area and... uh, this is was really true for me. Humor is a really, you know, it's really important for me. And when I was really struggling with OCD, I completely forgot about humor. If I was with somebody and they were telling me a joke and, you know, it was a genuinely funny joke, but, you know, I was stuck in my head thinking about all this stuff, you know, I would kind of find myself kind of trying to laugh along but not really bothering. And, uh, you know, you you tend to lose your, your sense of humor about things and when we lose our sense of humor it's so much harder to unhook from difficult thoughts it's so much harder to be in the present moment and it's much easier for us to you know to, to kind of get really down and so trying to keep a sense of humor as hard as that can be at times because obviously there are times with anxiety and OCD where you know, the last the last thing you feel like doing is, is having a bit of a laugh but actually, you know, so often it is the most important thing and it kind of links into my next area I wanted to discuss and that is, you know, keeping up with social connection and again, you know, social connection is really important to our mental health when we feel connected with other people, we feel better about ourselves and um, people who have good friendships generally are, are much happier and well-adjusted in their lives. And so still trying to to keep up some kind of social life, even right now, where obviously it's more challenging for for obvious reasons, um, you know. But even if it just means going, going on to Zoom sometimes and trying to meet up with people still... What you may find, you know, by doing that, if you haven't been meeting up with people as much as you would like because you feel like, you know, the thoughts are too strong or that you're struggling too much or that the anxiety is too bad, just by meeting up with people and trying your very best to be in the present moment with them, you may find that that might help you to, to get back in touch with that sense of humour that's kind of been missing for a while. You may you may find that, you know, for, for 30 minutes or so you were completely able to forget about all your worries because social situations, even if you struggle with social anxiety have a way somehow of making us be in the present moment and often, you know, if we're hanging out with, you know, kind, supportive people you know who uh, you know who want the best for us then it can be incredibly helpful so have a think about that because I, I really do think it's uh, a really important area and the final thing I wanted to mention is is this it's um when you struggle with OCD or intense anxiety your world tends to become a lot smaller and often we do, you know, stop doing many of the things that give our life meaning, that give our life value. And so, with that in mind, what I I, I really uh, I really like to recommend my clients to do is to, you know, to work out your values, spend some time working them out, and try to come up with some projects. Um, you know, projects like a long-term project with medium and short-term goals that you can start working towards. Um, you know, in during the week because if you have literally things that, you, that are important to you that you can get on with during the week it really does give your life a bit more meaning and you know, so often we are getting in our own way when we basically, you know, we, we kind of sit down on the weekend we've been working hard all week it comes to the weekend perhaps and you're like yeah great now I can finally relax and you sit down on the sofa and from nowhere a million thoughts you know suddenly they flood in and you know they become the center of your attention and it's like god really this is my this is my downtime like now I have to struggle with this And I think, you know, a lot of the time it's because we don't have things to focus our attention on. Um, So if if you can have a think about that and actually come up with some projects and, you know, try to get yourself busy with those in your free time it will give your life a bit more meaning and it will really give you something to focus on in those moments where, you know, where you are quiet and suddenly the thoughts do tend to become a bit worse. If you do have something to do then that will probably, you know, be really beneficial and really helpful. So that's it for this episode, guys. I hope you found that helpful and, uh, you know, getting out of our own way, you know, it really is important because uh, OCD and anxiety are hard enough on their own without, without us self-sabotaging ourselves as well. So uh, I really hope that you, you enjoyed. If you have any uh, any questions at all, as always, do please let me know. And many thanks. Please remember if you are struggling with OCD and anxiety you can get a free consultation uh, with me. All you need to do to get that is to head over to my website www.robertjamescoaching.com and uh, send me a message and we we can sort that out. And if you like you can also follow me on Instagram uh, at robertjamescoachinguk Many thanks. And now just a quick reminder of my disclaimer.